Welcome to Mining the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. Today we will continue our series on the end times prophecy. Listen in as Ray begins to unfold the truth. Hi, I'm Ray Sturdivant. We're studying the end times, and today we'll look at more reasons to see Ezekiel 38 as the Battle of Armageddon. You know, another reason to see Ezekiel 38 as the Battle of Armageddon is that both Gog and the Armageddon armies invade from the north. Nowhere in Scripture does the Antichrist invade from anywhere except the north. Joel describes the Antichrist invading from the north. Ezekiel describes Gog invading from the north. Ezekiel 38.15 You will come from your place out of the remote parts of the north, you and many peoples with you, all of them riding on horses, a great assembly, and a mighty army. And you'll come up against my people Israel like a cloud to cover the land. It shall come about in the last days that I will bring you against my land so that the nations may know me when I'm sanctified through you before their eyes, O Gog. Joel 2.20 But I will remove the northern army far from you, and I will drive it into a parched and desolate land, and its vanguards into the eastern sea, and its rear guard into the western sea. And its stench will arise, and its foul smell will come up, for it has done great things. Also note that verses 16 of Ezekiel 38 says this invasion from the north will happen in the last days. This is biblical terminology typically associated with the events leading up to Armageddon. Also, the only time the nations know God is in the battle of Armageddon and afterwards. Ezekiel 38:16 says, I will bring you against my land so that the nations may know me. Another reason for seeing Ezekiel 38 as Armageddon is that after both battles, Israel and those left destroy the weapons of war. In addition to Ezekiel 38, there are two other prophetic passages that reference the destruction of the weapons of war after the battle of Armageddon. We'll first look at Ezekiel 39, which is the completion of the battle referenced in Ezekiel 38, and then we'll look at the other two passages that reference this. Then those who inhabit the cities of Israel will go out and make fires with the weapons and burn them both shields and bucklers, bows and arrows, war clubs and spears, and for seven years they will make fires of them. Seven is a number of completion in Scripture. This verse seems to indicate the complete destruction of the weapons of war. One could make the conjecture that war is finished since the weapons are completely destroyed. The only time war is finished is when Christ defeats the Antichrist and his armies at the Battle of Armageddon and his millennial reign will be ushered in. Isaiah 2.4, and he will judge between the nations and will render decisions for many peoples. And they will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not lift up sword against nation and never again will they learn war. Micah 4.3, and he will judge between many peoples and render decisions for mighty distant nations. Then they will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not lift up sword against nation, and never again will they train for war. Could Isaiah and Micah be echoing Ezekiel with the burning of weapons by saying hammering swords? You can't hammer steel and shape it unless it's very hot with fire. Into plowshares and spears into pruning hooks, again, reshaping through heat a weapon of war into a tool of growth and prosperity. All of the weapons in both passages contain steel. Large quantities of steel will be needed to rebuild after the disaster caused by this battle and the events leading up to it. I'm Ray Sturdivant, Mining the Truth.